Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 355. It is Friday, May 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and 40% of all mobile phones are vulnerable. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. You made it to another Friday. You should be happy and thankful and, I don't know, just handstands and cartwheels through the office or wherever you're working, work from home. Just be careful of the cat or the dog. But you made it. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be spectacular. And if you do that, we'll come back on Monday and continue yet another week of this podcast. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type get HIPAA compliance into the search and join the group. All right, let's jump into it and see if we can send you on your merry way for the rest of the weekend. First up, a couple of updates. VMware releases a security update. You should review VMSA 2021-0007. Mozilla Firefox has released an update. You should be on Firefox 88.0.1. And that's across all operating systems. So make sure you update that. That is a security update. And Cisco releases a bunch of security updates. I know we talked about a vulnerability yesterday for SD-WAN. And so that is a big chunk of it, but there's a few other um, security updates to address. So make sure that you apply any Cisco updates that you have available because they are, again, for security. And I see, I do see Cisco AnyConnect Secure Mobility Client for Windows. Um, you should apply that update. All right, uh, story on the threat post. I don't know why these things continue to happen. This is kind of silly, um, and it's being reported in a few places. But a student opted for free software packed with Keylogger that grabbed credentials later used by Totoro to get into the Biomolecular Institute, a European biomolecular research institute involved in COVID-19 research lost a week's worth of research data, all thanks to Ryuk ransomware attack, Trace back to a student trying to save money by buying unlicensed software. Security researchers at Sophos described the attack in a report published on yesterday, on Thursday, after the security firm's rapid response team was called in to mop up the mess. Hey, everybody makes sense. Uh, hey, everybody makes mistakes, the researcher said. That frugal student made a few of them, but the student's goof-ups advanced to a full-fledged ransomware attack because there weren't security measures in place to stop those missteps from happening, the researcher said. So, uh, long story short, the student purchased, um, I guess you would say discounted versions of software, and that caused, that opened up the door for an attack by Ryuk, and um, because the biomolecular Institute didn't have other security measures in place that attack was able to spread throughout the uh, Institute um, So what's the lesson here? I don't even I don't see the name of the software, but um, The lesson here is 
don't buy software from from third parties somewhat, somewhat questionable so i'm just going to i'll use an example if you're going to buy microsoft office as an example you can't buy it for forty dollars or windows 10 you can't buy it for forty dollars that's well, technically windows 10 you could get for free if you have a, a computer that has microsoft windows on it an older version but you, you're not going to buy a, f a full-blown version of Windows 10 or Microsoft Office for, you know, tens of percent off, half off, whatever whatever the discount they, they advertise. It's going to be cracked if you do that. Cracked meaning the software has been compromised and is vulnerable to such attacks. You have to buy it from the, from, from the source for the most part, you know, or from a reputable resource. If you're going to buy Microsoft products, go to Microsoft. You're not going to find it legitimately discounted anywhere anyway. You, you're you not going to get that option when it comes to Microsoft software. And it, the same applies to most software. So just don't do it. Um, and in this case, a COVID-19 research facility lost a week's worth of data and work. It looks like some productivity was impacted, you know, not all the, the, the kids, the Students' fault, but also he is part of the to blame. The Hacker News reports new Spectre flaws in Intel and AMD CPUs affect billions of computers. When Spectre, a class of critical vulnerabilities impacting modern processor, was publicly revealed in January of 2018, the researchers behind the discovery said, "As it is not easy to fix, it will haunt us for quite some time." Explaining the inspiration behind naming the speculative execution attacks. Indeed, it's been more than three years, and there's no end to Spectre in sight. A team of academics from the University of Virginia and the University of California, San Diego, have discovered a new line of attack that bypasses all current Spectre protections built into the chips, potentially putting almost every system, desktops, laptops, cloud servers, and smartphones once again at risk, just as they were three years ago. Now, it's important to note this isn't just Intel this time that they're talking about, also, but also AMD. The disclosure of Spectre and Meltdown opened a floodgate of sorts with what with endless variants of the attacks coming in coming to light in the intervening years, even as chipmakers like Intel, ARM, and AMD have continually scrambled to incorporate defenses to alleviate the vulnerabilities that permit malicious code to read passwords, encryption keys, and other valuable information directly from the computer's kernel memory. A timing side channel attack at its core, Spectre breaks the isolation between different applications and takes advantage of an optimization method called speculative execution in CPU hardware implementations to trick programs into accessing arbitrary locations in memory and thus leak their secrets. Inspector attack tricks the processor into executing instructions along the wrong path, the researcher said, even though the processor recovers and com correctly completes its task, hackers can access confidentiality confidential data while the processor is heading the wrong way. The new attack method exploits what's called a micro-operations cache and on-chip component that decomposes machine instructions into simpler commands and speeds up computing as a side channel to divulge secret information. Micro-op caches have been built into Intel-based machines manufactured since 2011. Intel suggested defense against Spectre, which is called L-Fence places sensitive code in a waiting area until the security checks are executed, and only then is the sensitive code allowed to execute. 
Ashish Venkat, an assistant professor at the University of Virginia and a co-author of the study, said, but it turns out the walls of this waiting area have ears, which are attack exploits. We show how an attacker can smuggle secrets through the micro-op cache by using its covert channel. On IMD Zen micro-architectures, the micro-ops disclosure primitive can be exploited to achieve a covert data transmission channel with bandwidth of 250 kilobits per second with an error rate of 5.59% or 168.58 kilobits per second with error correction, the researchers detailed. Intel and its guideline for countering timing attacks against cryptographic implementations recommends adhering to constant time programming principles, a practice that's easier said than done, necessitating that software changes alone cannot adequately mitigate threats arising out of speculative execution. The silver lining here is that exploiting specter vulnerabilities is difficult to safeguard from the new attack the researchers propose flushed in the micro-ops cache, a technique that offsets the performance benefits gained by using the cache in the first place. Leverage performance encounters to detect anomalies in the micro-op cache and and partition it based on the level of privilege assigned to the code and prevent unauthorized code from gaining higher privileges. The micro-op cache as a side channel has several dangerous applications. The researcher said, first, it bypasses all techniques that mitigate caches as side channels. Second, these attacks are not detected by any existing attack or malware profile. Third, because the micro-op cache sits at the front of the pipeline well before execution, certain defenses that mitigate Spectre and other transient execution attacks by restricting speculative cache updates still remain vulnerable to micro-op cache attacks. Okay, so that's some complicated information to say that your processors, whether you're using AMD, ARM, or Intel, are still um, vulnerable to specter flaws. However, it is difficult to execute that type of attack, so that's the same in grace here. Um, there are some things to do that you can do if, if it's a concern to you, but it's also not an easy task to do to take care of. And um, you would need someone to do it for you. And in doing so, you erase some of the benefits of, of the features of that that are vulnerable. Um, kind of a risk versus reward scenario there. And there's really not a whole lot beyond that that, that you're capable of doing. But, you know, you... Know, you you add that with what Dell reported, I believe, yesterday and all these other problems and another one I'm going to talk about for smartphones in a minute. It's, you know, it's a crazy world out there. Google wants to enable multi-factor authentication by default. This is unbleeping computer since Microsoft 365 pretty much does that now. Um, Google's going to do the same. It looks Google strives to push all its users to start using two-factor authentication, which can block attackers from taking control of their accounts using compromised credentials or guessing their passwords. Soon we'll start automatically enrolling users in 2SV if their accounts are appropriately configured as Mark Risher, Google's Director of Product Management, Identity, and User Security revealed today. The mo- This move is meant to increase Google's user accounts security by removing the single biggest threat, making easy to hack passwords that are hard to remember, and even worse, easy to steal via data breaches and phishing. Uh, In the first of this process, the company will ask users already enrolled in two-factor authentication, aka two-step verification or 2SV, to confirm their identity by tapping 
on a Google prompt on a smartphone whenever they, they sign in. So this feature already exists. They're going to pretty much tell you you have to use it. Um, I'm using it, it and you can use a, a token, a hard uh, a security key as well if you choose to go that route. However, I mean, I have two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication turned on for a few dozen things, so I don't want a few dozen keys. This, the phone app is the best way to go. Just make sure that you at least keep your phone locked, um, if you, especially if there's the risk of, of it being stolen. So... Google's going to, it looks like Google's going to enforce two-factor authentication or what they call two-step verification at some point, which is two-factor authentication with a Google name on it. Qualcomm vulnerability impacts nearly 40% of all mobile phones. A high severity, this is on bleeping computer, a high severity security vulnerability Say that five times fast. A high severity security vulnerability found in Qualcomm's mobile station modem MSM chips, including the latest 5G capable versions, could enable attackers to access mobile phone users' text messages, call history, and listen in on their conversations. Qualcomm MSM is a series of 2G, 3G, 4G, and 5G capable system on chips. SOCs used in roughly 40% of mobile phones by multiple vendors, including Samsung, Google, LG, OnePlus, and Xiaomi. So you iPhone users, you're safe from this one. If exploited, the vulnerability would have allowed an attacker to use Android OS itself as an entry point to inject malicious and invisible code into phones. According to Checkpoint, researchers who found the vulnerability tracked on CVE 2020-11292. So this is something that was discovered last year. The security flaw could also enable attackers to unlock the subscriber identification module SIM used by mobile devices to store network authentication info and contact information securely. To exploit CVE 2020-11292 and take control of the modem and dynamically patch it from the application processor, attackers have to abuse a heap overflow weakness in the Qualcomm MSM interface used by the company's cellular processors to interface with the software stack. Malicious apps could also use the vulnerability to hide their activity undercover of the modem chip itself, effectively making themselves invisible through security features used by Android to detect malicious activity. We ultimately proved a dangerous vulnerability did in fact exist in these chips, revealing how an attacker could use the Android OS itself to inject malicious code into mobile phones. Undetected Yaniv Baumis, checkpoint head of cyber research, told Bleeping Computer. Going forward, our research can hopefully open the door for other security researchers to assist Qualcomm and other vendors to create better and more secure chips, helping us foster better online protection and security for everyone. Checkpoint disclosed the findings to Qualcomm in October, who later confirmed their research, rated the security bug as high severity vulnerability, and notified the relevant vendors to protect themselves against malware, exploiting this or similar security bugs. Checkpoint advises users to update devices to the latest release OS versions that usually come with security updates. So... If you have an Android update waiting for you, even if it's not related to this, just just patch. That update came out in December, by the way. And we have a little bit of HIPAA news. Capture RX, a San Antonio, Texas-based provider of 340 billion administrative services, 
to healthcare providers has suffered a ransomware attack in which files containing the protected health information of customers' patients were stolen. The security breach was detected in February 19, 2021, with the investigation confirming unauthorized individuals had accessed and acquired files containing sensitive data on February 6, 2021. A review of those files was completed on March 19th, and affected healthcare provider clients were notified between March 30th and April 7th of 2021. CapturRx has since been working with the affected healthcare providers to notify all individuals affected. The types of data exposed and acquired by attackers was limited to names, dates of birth, prescription information, and for a limited number of patients, medical record numbers. CapturRx had security systems in place to ensure the privacy and security of healthcare data, but the attackers had managed to bypass those protections. Following the attack, policies and procedures were reviewed and enhanced, and additional training has been provided to the workforce to reduce the risk of any further security breaches. It is currently unclear how many of the healthcare provider clients have been affected, nor the total number of individuals impacted by the breach. Breach victims include the Mohawk Valley Health System Affiliate, Faxton St. Luke's Healthcare in New York, 17,655 patients, Randolph-Vermont-based Gifford Healthcare, 6,777 patients, and Thrifty Drug Stores, Thrifty White, I'm not sure what that means, currently unknown number of patients. And real quick, just a just a side note here. I've received a few of my clients asking me, in all law firms at this point, asking me about an email they're getting. It is a phishing email. It says attention notification about password, and it's saying that the password is about to expire. Where let me look at the the actual. You can. This is the last reminder that your password for your email X Y Z will expire today. You can change or keep using the current password, and then it, there's a link here that says "Keep my current password." I'm sure that link is going to take it to a page where, and you, if you hover over it, you can see that the link is malicious. It comes from PC at HammondContracting.com. I've tried to get more information about the ownership of that domain. It's H-A-M-M-O-N-D-C-O-N-T-R-A-C-T-I-N-G.com. PC at HammondContracting.com. And it says IT support desk in the in the from. Um, this is f a phishing attack. Do not click on any links in this email. And not only that, Microsoft or your IT shouldn't be sending emails like this anyway. So there you have it. Don't click. Think before you click. That is going to do it for this edition of the product of IT Cybersecurity Daily. Until Monday, stay healthy, stay safe, stay secure. And for all the moms out there, happy Mother's Day.